0: This episode of Four Finger Discount is brought to you by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, Brisbane's home of delicious barbecue. Roddy's Rib Shack is one of Brisbane's favourite barbecue places. They serve up delicious food, not only ribs, but they do great burgers. They do veggie burgers, so they cater for all sorts.
1: And you'll save 10% off your food and drinks bill with the code It's a Secret. Roddy's Ribs is also available for group bookings and
0: functions. Head to bigroddy'sribs.com to find out more.
2: Fresh from God's brain to your mouth.
0: <laughs> and now please rise for our opening hymn, uh, In the Garden of Eden by I, Ron Butterfly.
2: In the Garden of Eden Honey. Don't you know that I all- Want you know that I'll always be true Four finger discount, dude.
1: Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review Season 7, Episode 4, Bart Sells His Soul. I am Dando. I am Mitch. This is an episode that you see quite frequently in greatest episodes of all time, lists that kind of thing, and it deserves it, doesn't it, Mitch? I didn't actually... It never really occurred to me as one that people rank that highly. Really? Yeah, you go on. It's one of the best... It's always considered one of the best episodes of all time. Okay, well, there you
0: go. It is a great episode. It's very hey. memorable. Yeah, I mean, well, it's weird you say that, because I actually didn't remember a lot of the things in it. I, I remember the general gist. That That is about as far as I ever went with this. Like, for me, it's one that there's... I mean, yeah, there's. he's back in pog form. There's a few quotes, but like any episode, you could name a few quotes. Nothing about it prior to watching it had really stood
1: out to me for some reason. I'm always excited to watch this one because I love the sub-story of Moe's family feedback. But I forgot just how many great moments existed within this, even if it's just a one-liner. Mm. There's just so many within this episode. It's just fantastic. It is brilliant. I forgot yeah. how funny it was. Yeah,
0: it's brilliantly written from start to finish. Yeah. Really well acted by everybody as well. Yeah. The Mo sub story was one that struck me as something that I reckon had been pitched to be an entire episode, but they couldn't make it work for that. Yeah. So this is one of those uh, ideas that was rattling around in the back of someone's head, and then they had this Bart Selzy stole th- soul story, and went, "Well, uh, we need something to fill it in. Get that Mo idea off
1: the shelf." I'm glad they didn't just have the whole episode about Bart selling. So it would have been too. Heartwarming. You needed a bit of wackiness, I think, just to yeah. balance things up a bit. Yeah, I think so, just to keep the keep everything tri- trucking along. A lot of people consider this episode rather dark, apparently, because it's a 10-year-old feeling like he's missing something, like he's missing his soul, like he's not himself anymore. Mm. I don't quite see it like that, but I've read a lot of reviews online where they said it's one of the darkest episodes of all time. I don't see it like that. No, certainly not when you compare it to, you know, Homer potentially dying from eating a
0: poisoned fish.
1: That's true, yeah, the early seasons, man. Yeah,
0: or Homer wanting to commit suicide in yeah, the second or third ever nothing episode. Nothing will repeat that. Like, those are things that I don't... It's a dark subject matter, but I don't think it's a dark episode overall. I think it, like the whole thing has still got a pretty light tone. Every time, it's maybe some gallows humour with Bart for occasionally, but it's still everything about him trying to get his soul back or missing the soul is all funny. It all still provides laughs from start to finish. There, yeah. isn't, a, there isn't a single scene, really, apart from maybe Lisa um, dropping the soul down on the bed as Bart's praying at the very end that doesn't get a laugh.
1: I watched that and thought, Mitch isn't going to like this because I remember you didn't like when Bart gave Lisa the Sacks on the Beach record. I didn't like the way he did it. Yeah, I didn't like that the delivery. He did it. Yeah, but you did not like the accepted acknowledgement for it at all. I thought it wasn't just so much the delivery. Oh,
0: I thought it would have been. It, it could have been nicer if it had been just left quietly. But yeah. by the same token, it was more the showiness that I didn't like about uh, the Sax on the Beach album. Whereas the way Lisa just drops it over the top of his head is, um, I, I feel, a
1: nicer. That was a nice touch. I had no issue with the way it was handled in this scene. I like twice out of three weeks now we've had Millhouse getting one up on Bart. Mm. Radioactive man. He got the role of Fall Out Boy. And here, he legitimately pulls a great business deal where he gets a soul for $5, which was an idea apparently conceived by the guy who wrote the episode, Greg Daniels. He used to do that back in his early years of high school. He used to get the bullies or the kids at school to sell him his soul because they didn't think it was worth anything. Mm. And then get all the other kids to tease him and make him feel like he really needs his soul because he's missing something and then sell it back to him. At an inflated price. rate. inflated rate, yeah. Right. It got to the point where he felt... Ooh, He's now of... a billionaire yeah, yeah. working for Warren Buffett, <laughs> but he got to the point where he thought, this "I've probably... got these blue chip shares." What have you got? <laughs> it probably isn't a good thing. I should probably stop doing this. But that's when the idea for the episode was conceived. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's interesting that that had come from your life because there's also
0: some connections to uh, the story Faust and, uh, Faust and Mr.
1: Mephistopheles. I'm not is aware. That, of this I'm no. not sure if that's how you pronounce that. Now but listeners who are unaware as well, what is that?
0: Well, Faust was um, he was a doctor basically who. A mythological story, but he sells his soul to the devil for all knowledge. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of like it's a song. Is it the gambler? No. Um, the devil went down to Georgia. The Devil went down to Georgia. That's, that's the that's one. That's betting his um betting his soul.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the the fiddle. Um, Great I told song. you. I told that you once. You son of a bitch! I'm yeah. the best there's ever been. I always always make sure Mum didn't hear me say that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the
0: radio edit, which is "Son of a Gun." which there I was never two. as big a fan of. Yeah. The Have you heard Tenacious... Oh, I'm sure you would have heard Tenacious D, Beelzebos. Yeah. I love that in that song, by that point, like it's enough of a trope that you sell your soul or you wager your soul against the devil that the demon in Beelzebos actually gives it the demon code prevents me from declining a rock-off challenge. Like
1: it's, <laughs> it's written down as a bylaw somewhere. What are your terms? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever play the game Alex Kid in Miracle In Miracle World, World? yeah. And yet the only way to defeat the bosses was with Rock-Offs. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Best of Three Rock Off. Yeah. When I say I played that, that
0: was one of the games that I had to watch more often than play because my dad became fucking hooked on it. It was yeah, like my dad heroin for him. It's
1: like one of the games that they could be good at. Yeah, and it was yeah.
0: Like, and I like, this is mine, no one else can play
1: it. Yeah. It was <laughs> a cool combination of side-scroller and top-to-bottom-scroller. Yeah. I oh, have yeah, with underwater. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a kid. I never realized I had that game until months after I had the Sega because mm. I didn't have the Sonic cartridge in properly, and it was built into the console. Oh yeah, right. I was like, what the fuck? Have I yeah. taped over my Sonic? What's you t- t- Have I taped over it? <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to Bart sells his soul. I've always seen this as as I know Bart sells his soul, but it's nice that like the sub story Mo also sells his soul. Yes. But by doing so, Mo gains something where Bart loses something. But by the end, the roles are reversed. It's much more insightful than you usually are. Oh, yeah. Make well, with an effort. Well done.
0: <laughs> no, that's very true.
1: That yeah, Mo gives up everything
0: that he is to try and, and he is somebody I mean, for a brief period. He's well, they're, and they're
1: both kind of doing it for a financial gain as well. Yep. That, that turns out to be not worth the effort. I also felt that the reason this episode is always considered such a classic, and going back and rewatching, it, I have to agree, is that every character in the episode is written perfectly. Mm. there's nothing here that seems off. The only thing I don't like is the smugness of Lisa when she's doing the um the prayer at the dinner table, but even you can all, you can almost still see Lisa doing that. Yeah. But just the way every character behaves in this, there's a moment where Marge is tucking Bart into bed and I, I've wrote down, it's one of the best Marge mum moments. She's just such a mum in the the way it was written. It's just fantastic. The, like, just, you know, hugging him to try and figure out what's wrong. Is that yeah, the moment yeah, you're yeah, y- about? your yeah. hug was off. Yeah. The little things like, like, that only your mum would say, yeah. you know? Do you feel the episode was getting what got a little bit preachy? I think they rode the the line well. Like it wasn't a religious episode, but it like, like I said the soul, they never really said the soul is real, but it's something that Bart sort of needed, well, to Bart, believe in, something to believe yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going out of it's way to say that it's del- it's specifically real.
0: It's no. more that anything that went wrong for Bart, he was putting on the fact that he no longer had his soul and he did sort of descend into this cave of madness of thinking this is something that I've given up and I'm never going to get it back and I do need it so yeah. I yeah I don't, I don't think it's preachy in
1: any way but it is a certainly it's
0: putting Bart in that wheelhouse of belief
1: yeah and it's hard to call it preachy when you have Reverend Lovejoy with the money Yes. How great is that moment? Oh, I put that as a gif on Twitter. That's Or gif, oh, really? depending on which part of the world you come I from. I don't hear a scrubbing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Why would they lie? Yeah. What if they got to gain? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I've also felt here, I really feel like they dumbed down Ralph a lot in this episode. This is the dumbest, most childish we've ever seen him, where he was scared of Bart. And uh, I think it was something at the restaurant. Did he order something? And then Mo, um... and then Mo yells at him. Oh, he squirts him no, with squirts a gun. he him with a gun. And then Mo yells at him and it's yeah. just, he just cries a lot. He's just, he just, I don't It'd know. It'd be pretty terrifying to have Mo yell at you. I don't think yeah. it's... He's, he's not so
0: much dumbed down. I, I, it annoys me more when he's dumbed down for comic effect. Whereas, I see Ralph as always being a very innocent, simple character, if not, a, if not an entirely dense and stupid one. So when Bart comes up to him being all weird and it's the middle of the night and your dad's talking to a crazy person on the corner and you're an eight-year-old or ten-year-old kid you're probably going to
1: be a bit freaked out. Yeah. So I, I was happy to I was happy to go along with that. I just felt the continuity of a couple of things. was the only thing I didn't like was a couple of continuity things. I feel like Ralph knows who Bart is. So he's like, oh, Bart, I know you from school. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. But the other thing that really bothered me was the Hibbert's going to Moe's. Hibbert's been to Moe's before. He knows Moe's is a Bart. Remember when he goes, don't snap my undies? Of course, get with the times. Mo and Rusty gets cancelled, so that I was like, "How does he not know what Moses?" Well, sometimes you go to places yeah. you've already had a big night. It's I the feel sixth like writer, maybe forgot.
0: It's the sixth <laughs> venue on your journey, but that's and the then only thing. years later you're there again, and you're like, "I remember those stairs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I passed out there."
0: <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Um, it, it, it Revlon Lovejoy goes really, really close. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I had to pick another one that wasn't that. I really enjoyed the commercial for Moe's, the TV mm-hmm. commercial. It had that real, like, kind of... The, it, it had a real feel of the ads that you would get in the South. Um, like, in Mafia 3, the video game, they have a lot of these playing on the radio when you're driving your cars around, but it's that kind of like, come on down to Uncle Dando's Steakhouse where yeah. the only thing on the menu is happiness. <laughs> like, it kind of had that vibe. that I, I really liked the way they did that. And I love it whenever the Simpsons directors take on a genre or a subgenre or a very very, very specific thing, yeah. And they seamlessly blended in, but completely changed the tone and the
1: look of the show for those for that minute or thirty seconds or whatever it might I be. I was actually want to discuss that later in the episode when it got to the commercial, we'll discuss it now. What do you think is the closest thing we've got to in Australia to that kind of commercial? Would it be the Frank Walker from National Tiles? Um, any car yard dealer. Pick apart, pick apart.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But like, we have lots where it's the guy that runs the business doing the ads. I
1: don't watch ads anymore, so I, I don't know if there's
0: as many now, but there certainly were were a lot going back ten years or anywhere in small towns. Wombat Gully Plant Farm. Yeah, yeah. Chris Amari from Wombat yeah. Gully. Yeah. Um, but anywhere where you've got regional TV, so Win or Prime instead of your national syndication. Or thirty one. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, like where it's.
1: Specific to where you live. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Like you know, I'm Mitch, and I've gone mad for bargains. Yeah. So come on down and see me and buy. A, take yourself home a new Jeep.
1: Let's do our own commercial.
0: Oh I, yeah, okay,
1: that'll be fun. No, not actually pay for it to be on television. No, just no, no we we'll just do page.
0: it on Facebook, like an ad for YouTube for our. Podcast. Sorry, an ad for the podcast. Yeah, yeah that could work. work. Awesome. So, um, I did have one little fact as well, by the way, that uh, okay. from the itchy and sc- uh, scratchy. scratchy. Sketch. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I don't remember what it was called, actually. I didn't write that down. I know which one it was, though, yeah. But um, Itchy dropping the penny from the yes. Seattle Space Needle referred back to a uh, Life in Hell cartoon where Matt Groening was lambasted for incorrectly stating that a penny dropped from the Empire State Building would embed itself into the pavement.
1: Oh, okay. That so was just a little throwback cool. to a time that he said something stupid. I like it. Well, my favourite moment was the... I think it's the one moment that made me laugh out loud the most because I never really recalled hearing it. But it's the delivery from a poo of Sunject to the entrance with the windex. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay. to the entrance with the windex. That <laughs> was pretty great. <laughs> and I just love the innocence as well of, ow, my freaking ears. Like, just Todd, it, in, he's just so innocent in that moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we do have a few listener favourite moments yeah, that have come into in to us from
1: Twitter. Oh, of
0: course, classic line. But my... The dank. Yeah. The dank. The, <laughs> the dank. The you're, dank. Not, you're not thinking of getting rid of the dank, are you? <laughs> at Four Finger us on Twitter. Uh, that that uh, particular suggestion came in from at Chris underscore D underscore 31. Mm-hmm. Um, at Egg Kitten. The deep fries here. I got it used from the Navy. You can flash fly a buffalo in 40 seconds. 40 seconds, but I want it now. Uh, at Timothy Bellison. Also enjoyed the counting of the money. There's been a few people that have written in with, uh, well, the whole scene at... Millhouse's grandma's house shut so. up shut up shut up <laughs> yeah that was definitely one of them uh, Steve Gordon a caller at this hour you dial 9-1 then when I say so dial 1 again a great concept uh, oh how did I forget this for a favourite moment for me this is from um, at S-A-F-C-J yeah C 91 Bart you didn't finish your spaghetti and mobiles science you fool it could be ours run boy run run, bo- run for your life <laughs> Run, boy! <laughs> uh, at Craving Results, um, just Uncle Mo's family feedback. Uh, Please take the fries off my head, kid. The basket's extremely hot. Oh, uh, at Nerdist 42, the sound of the couple eating the deep-fried meal and Mo's always gets his teeth on edge. Yeah, because the fact that they're chewing glass. Yeah, deep-fried glass. Yes. Softens it up a little bit. Alrighty, time for some trivia. Mitch, kick off the proceedings. Oh, we, would it not be time for an alternate title, Dando? We can do that if you want to. or oh, If you want to do it after the trivia, we can do it after the trivia. I've, I've just got Bart's soul problem.
1: Okay, I had One Nation under Pog. Cool. I actually had a second one. I tried to to find words that match with mind, body, and soul. Okay. And I, I didn't like it, but I, what it came up was fries, soda, and soul.
0: Okay, that's not too bad.
1: At least it's episode specific. Yeah. Alrighty, trivia. So trivia, what
0: do you got? Uh, where do the Hibbits want to go to eat? What are the, like, they rattle off a few places before settling on Moe's?
1: Well, I, I don't know the three places. I okay. know the,
0: they do choose. It's a Texas Cheesecake Depository or something. That's where they go in the end, yeah. 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 But so the Spaghetti Laboratory, yep. Face Stuffers, and Professor VJ Cornucopia's Fantastic Food Magorium and Great American
1: Steakery. <laughs> what was your favorite place to eat in the States? Those kind of places. Oh, I love Bubba Gum's. That was my favorite. Yeah, well I, I I didn't go to Bubs
0: Gump's in the sh- uh, states. So I've been there in Indonesia. And I was actually going to talk about them a little bit later okay, in the we'll episode. We'll do it later on, um yeah, yeah. outside of that, I only ever went to like individual restaurants. I didn't go to I, I deliberately Did you go to avoided factory? Ch- No. Oh, okay. I I, I would have liked to have gone to International House of Pancakes, but I, I didn't see one when I was in LA, but it was just surprise surprise. I think they're on every second corner, but um no, for the most part I just went to normal restaurants. Yeah, like, one, privately owned. One place we were going to try, never got around to it, was at IHOP. Yeah, that's what I just said in National Hands I oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah. Never clue. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I saw it and I was like, I've heard it's good. Yeah. we've well, like, never got to three it. Three litres of maple syrup on yeah, every yeah. table. <laughs> uh, what does Bart offer for $4.50 to Lisa? His conscience. And? He throws in something else because everything about him must go. Yeah,
0: no. Nah. His uh, sense of decency. Sense of decency. Okay. What year was on the penny that Itchy throws from the top of the Space Needle? 89.
1: Yes, well done. What names does Homer have for Moe's?
0: <laughs> I don't know, because all I wrote down for that scene was Moe. Yeah. Moe. <laughs> no, that's a different scene. Oh, it is a different scene.
1: No, well, I forget the first one. Like, I well. like it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's scene, yeah. that I was going to say, all I wrote for that scene yeah. was, <laughs> I like it. It's Chairman Moe's magic walk. Hmm. And the other one comes straight after Moe said, I want someone where people think they can come and just relax. How about Madman Moe's pressure cooker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what street did Millhouse's grandmother live on? Two fifty 250 second,
0: two fifty two. So I'm gonna second. have to go to the judges because I thought initially it said two fifty seventh, but it might have been two fifty second.
1: Uh, how fast can Mose? Oh, I've already mentioned that before. How fast can? It, oh yeah, it it flashlight
0: buffalo in forty seconds. Uh, in what year? As my final question, okay. did Pablo Neruda win the Nobel Prize for Literature?
1: No idea. Nineteen seventy one. Seventy one. Okay. A couple of facts about the episode. I mentioned the one about Greg Daniels, the writer, where he got the idea mm-hmm. from. The original pitch was he wanted to do an episode about racism in Springfield and then Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein didn't think, or Weinstein, whatever you want to say, didn't think it would fit the Simpsons. However, later in the season, they actually did the Machapu about nothing, which was about the immigrants, which is kind of racism.
0: Well, Erwin deals with that, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't think you can say an episode is kind of racism. About racism, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that story is about yeah. racism. Yeah, yes. but I, I feel like maybe they nixed it and then thought, eh, maybe it kind of could fit in here, although they yeah. running short in episodes and they went with it. But that was originally going to be this one, so they went with the sole idea instead. Uh, the song that they used in the Garda de Vida, whatever it's called. In the Garda de Vida, yes, by Iron Butterfly. Yes, was originally going to be Jesus He Knows Me by Genesis, but they couldn't get the rights to it. Do you think it was Phil Collins that held out? or Probably. Ah, uh, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> I'd say Collins. Okay,
0: <laughs> and but Collins worked with Disney. He did. Or oh, ha- Disney or Warner Brothers. Who did Hook?
1: Ooh. Oh, well, actually it has to be no, because he
0: worked with Disney in Tarzan. Yeah, anyway, say, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he, which cartoon one did he do? Yeah. So, either way, he was on both. But he yeah. was—he was in Hook. He's a detective at the beginning of Hook. Is he really? Yeah, the one where Toodles walks up to him and says, "I've forgotten how to fly." Is that yes, Collins? well, well, one does. That's Phil Collins. Oh, ah, nice.
1: And Uncle Moe's family feedback was actually based on the franchise Chili's Grill and Bar. I never saw one of them in the States, but apparently they're very similar to this. That's where the animators went down to sort of get a feel of what they wanted to to look mm-hmm. like. And finally, there was a, an issue with Moe's teeth. Now, I never realised this until I watched this episode and found out this fact. Moe is missing a tooth. Yeah, I spotted that at one point. Yeah, I never noticed it.
0: But, but then when he smiles, he's not. And but they, he might have got it capped for the episode. They uh, originally the
1: had it with the tooth missing, and Bill and Josh said it looked wrong. Change it. And they and uh, Greg apparently took a sheet, like an original drawing of Mo, and said, "Look, he's got a tooth missing." And they said, "I don't care, change it anyway." <laughs> so when it's big smiles, his teeth are filled, but when it's just talking, he's got a tooth missing. Yeah, okay. and it's quite jarring. Once you notice it, it's like, "Oh yeah, it's there. Yeah. It's gone. It's there. It's gone." Yeah, I yeah, I just like to pretend that he had a false that just kept appearing and disappearing. Yes. <laughs> The original air date was October 8th, 1995. The chalkboard gag, I am not a lean, mean spitting machine. And the couch gag was the Simpsons drive to the couch in motorised clown carts. The episode kicks off with Bart's church prank. One of the most iconic moments of The Simpsons, isn't it? It's, it's simple. One of the... It is
0: simple. Like, this is a good prank. Yeah, yeah. It's a prank that doesn't hurt anyone. Everyone has fun. They're all into
1: it, which I love. Yeah. And are they all into it? They... Oh, that's the thing no, about it. No, they're all it's... just exhausted by the end because it goes for too so, long. So, so they're all... Because Reverend Lovejoy's not into it. He doesn't realise no. it at the end. So, no. is it a is joke that they're all going along with it knowing that they're being pranked? Like, what's that? Because um, then, then it doesn't become a prank. No, that, they, they're they, going along with it. And no, it's not a prank. they don't know it's a prank. It's just a prank on they're the organ lady. They're just enjoying
0: singing the songs. It's a prank on everyone. Like, it's 17 minutes of rock and or roll. It's an exacting, you know, brutal thing that they've gone through. But I just love that it, no one's hurt. No one gets hurt by this at all. And I also really Except love... the organ lady. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So, Mrs, <laughs> is it Mrs... It's not Mrs. Glick. No, it was it's Gleick. not Mrs. Glick. But no. anyway, the organ lady's fingers are probably shot. But Bart, I love that he is leading the charge early with the singing. Yeah. Like, even though he's not on screen, you just hear his voice belting it like out from the sidelines. Chant at the footy. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> the Mexican wave at the cricket. Like, Bart's yeah. the one getting up there going, 10, oh, yeah. 9, <laughs> 8. Have you ever done that? No. No, I don't have the courage. <laughs>
1: Uh, or th- or the popularity to be able to start a Mexican way. Homer and Marge actually said, remember when we used to make out underneath the bleachers to this or whatever it was? To the, well, he said to this him. To so this him. He's, but is this him going along with the joke? Because Bart smokes no. at the same time with him. No, Bart's not good enough. Homer's not smart enough to go
0: along with the joke. But he's, Marge might be. No, I think it's just gone over both of their heads. Okay. as Because it's not a popular song. So it's just this, like he's got... No. He, he obviously oh, after, it was at the time, though. Yeah, not now, but I mean, he, he might have had the tune in his head. Have you listened to
1: the actual song?
0: Uh, I Not the whole thing. I did listen to it um, some years ago because of how much I loved this moment of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I went out of my way to find the song and,
1: and play it. I could never find it so I was always looking in the Garden of Eden. I didn't realize it was in the Garda of Eden. In, in our Garden of Yeah, yeah. Yes. Do they sing throughout the entire song though? Isn't it just a big musical chuck in the middle? I think there is, yeah. So why are they all died? Well, maybe you added in extra lyrics for the hymn. <laughs> Possibly just on repeat, yeah. I did notice here the, with the animation, this is something that wouldn't happen anymore. A lot of the people in the church at that point were just random characters that we'd never seen before. Mm. There was even the part where they focus on just an entire chunk of the crowd singing a key moment of the song, and none of them are actual characters. Mm. It, like that, that just wouldn't fly now. It just seems odd even in season seven that they'd be doing that. I don't mind it. I mean, it's just... Goes to the universe of Springfield, yeah, exactly. It just
0: shows that it's a bigger town. You don't want it to, you you can't suspend disbelief enough to think that there's only 50 or even 100 people that live in a town, yeah, not not a town this size anyway. We're not talking about Deadwood or something like
1: that. (laughs) I went back and listened to the song last night, it reminded me of a Creed cover band. Have you ever listened to the actual? (laughs) It reminded me of actual Creed, it just sounds like something Creed would sing, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I love that it's actually 17 minutes too, and that's what it says. 17. Minutes 17 later. minutes later, yeah. Yep. So she's tired. The Reverend realizes. The beach ball comes and hits him. Uh, rock and or roll. <laughs> the beach ball is pretty great, yes. actually. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone lighting a match yes. at the end. All they're getting their lighters <laughs> out. Uh, the organ player then passes out. Love joys and yelling at all the kids. This is another Ralph moment. He's buying into what he's saying. He's mm. scared. Yeah, yeah. Again, Ralph's innocent, and yeah. he doesn't want to be drinking. Not, but fiery
0: hot cola. But it also sets up to show how little Bart cares. Yeah. in both the animation and the delivery, that he's not phased by this whatsoever. No, 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 no. He's going through the motions.
1: And then I mentioned the crows. Yeah, Millhouse, little dirty dog. Yeah, <laughs> Bart did it. That Bart right there. That one, right, right, right there. Millhouse. I love that this gets turned on Milhouse as well. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Brilliant. Come with me for punishment. You too, snitchy. Getting back to Ralph quickly, I guess he actually did it in Radioactive, man. Do you remember when Bart burst in and said his line and Ralph ran off screaming? Ralph terrified, yeah. yeah. But uh, Bart and Milhouse get punished by having to clean the... Clean the organ the pipes. The organ pipes, yeah. And that sounds a lot worse when you say it like yes, that. Yes, yeah. It just sounds weird. A lot of the ways you shank... <laughs> And Milhouse Milhouse is born into a soul. He believes it.
0: Yeah, like I I wrote here that Milhouse is virtually
1: butters from South Park in this scene. Like he's <laughs> yeah. he, he believes everything. I love that the fact that see I'm not religious at all, and when I talk to a religious person, they seem to have an answer for everything, mm. and that's Milhouse in this moment. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah like, I was like no What matter, about this? No, no. He's got an answer for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's no cynicism, there's no doubt. It's the- just <laughs> Everything is this as absurd as it is. It doesn't matter because yeah. he believes it, you know. <laughs> uh, whereas Bart, obviously pointing out that the a soul is something made up to scare kids, like the boogeyman or Michael Jackson.
1: That's is that a data joke now? The oh. Simpsons very rarely I makes dated jokes. The fact that he's dead now probably probably dates it a bit. I suppose if he was still alive, he'd still be considered spooky, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. Not be. spooky, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, jokes at his expense. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: But every religion says there's a soul, Bart. Why would they lie? What would they have to gain? I don't hear scrubbing. Well, if your soul is real, where is it? It's kind of in here. And when you sneeze, that's your soul trying to escape. Saying God bless you crams it back in. And when you die, it squirms out and flies away. Uh Uh-huh. What if you die in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean? Oh, it can swim. It's even got wheels. In case you die in the desert and it has to drive to the cemetery. (sighs) How can someone with glasses that thick be so stupid? Listen, you don't have a soul. I don't have a soul. There's no such thing as a soul. Fine. If you're so sure about that, why don't you sell your soul to me? How much you got? Five bucks. Deal. There you go. One soul. Pleasure doing business with you. Anytime, chum.
0: Which in established, is established in Simpsons' law that if you put your soul on a piece of paper, then that's enough to give it up. Yeah. like You, you can transfer your soul from your body <laughs> to paper.
1: <laughs> well, Greg Daniels established it when he was 14 years old in high school. <laughs> Did you say Greg? What? Greg Daniels was oh, the writer. Greg Daniels. Okay, gotcha. The one that came up with the idea.
0: Yeah. In my head, I thought you said Grant Denyer for some reason. i like, what the <laughs> hell did he do?
1: For those of you... It, would, who, explain,
0: it yeah. would explain the elongated TV career if he had sold his soul to someone.
1: <laughs> he hosts Family Feud in Australia. What else does he host?
0: Well, he used to be Million Dollar Minute. and Before that, oh. he was a weatherman. Weatherman? Was he really? I think he was on Sunrise or today, one oh. of the two. Okay. It was know. like Denyer and Steve Jacobs. They were the ones that were going toe-to-toe <laughs> trying to outdo each other for who could be the most wacky
1: weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what happens? So that he's bought, he's, uh sold his soul, should say. Any time, chum. So, we got the Hibbets driving to Moes, which we covered mostly before. So it's just where do you want to go?
0: This, this, this whole scene really only exists as a way to establish the fact that Moes is not a place that anyone wants to be, apart from the barflies. And Moes yeah. not going to be making much money off the barflies. Yes, flies. yeah, yeah. And he kind of dreams for something more. Yeah, like he does have. Aspirations. I feel like it's a noble ambition at first. It's not so much just about, oh, I want to be making more money. I think it's more about, I want to have a nice place, something that I can be proud I'm of. Proud of, exactly, the, yeah. the dank is not doing it for him
1: anymore. <laughs> it was a great animation of how he just dusted the mirror a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It just shows how run down and dusty the exactly. place is, you know. Hibbert walks in, a great line from his daughter, this place smells like tinkle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Moe, even though he knows he doesn't have a kitchen, he still says pull up some seats to the, to the pool table. Yeah. He'll find something. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's a businessman, Mo. He yeah. knows how to turn a buck. Yes, yes, yes. They turn out and leave. And then Mo, as you said, thinks, what can I do with this place? He wants to turn into a family restaurant. That's where the money's at. But the barflies are not happy about this, are they? Especially Carl.
3: Everybody is going to family restaurants these days. Seems nobody wants to hang out in a dank pit no more. Yeah, ain't thinking of getting rid of the dank, are you, Mo? Ah, maybe I am. Oh, but Mo the dank. The dank. Yeah, family restaurants. That's where the big bucks are. (laughs) I could turn this joint into a place where you wouldn't be ashamed to bring your family, huh? I'm not
1: ashamed. Hey, put a coaster under that. So then we get to Bart with the dinosaur sponge. And what I love about this is it shows, like, he's so cautious when he places it down and he sort of looks and runs away. Yeah. The advertising on the box made you buy into the product like it was a legit thing. He thought that this was going to become a giant dinosaur. And chew Lisa. Yes. <laughs> yeah, But not chew- one of One of Bart's great imaginations. But not kill her because he was happy about it. It's it fine. She's going to get funny smelling water all over yeah. <laughs> if It was going to eat her. But yeah, it's just that you know when you get a toy and it's as a kid and it's the toys are flying around and at mm. the bottom it says toys cannot do this. But you yeah. don't read that part. You just see yeah. the fucking toy doing shit. <laughs> what, um,
0: not a flying toy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I like Sorry, I just went Kiefer Sutherland for some reason. <laughs> the, f- the following flying toy takes place between 10am <laughs> and 11am. Uh, Does right. anyone even know what 24
1: is anymore? Is that a really dated joke for me to be making? Well, it's about as dated as Sopranos There. See, I just finished yeah. Sopranos. Sopranos, in my club. I went to the Yeah, yeah but I'm today. not making Sopranos references, yeah, but see, am I? But see, I went to work today and I said, Oh, I just finished Sopranos. And I said, I'm surprised there's no podcast about Sopranos. And They go, well, no one really talks or cares about Sopranos anymore. And mm. I was like... I guess, like it's just—it was one of those shows. But at the time, like 24 was one of the biggest shows in television. I think,
0: oh, in Australia, I don't even think The Sopranos was big at the time because it was big for HBO. But it, that was before Australia was really catching a lot of those sorts of shows. So I remember my mum religiously watched it, but she wouldn't let me watch it. It got moved. All over the place on Channel Nine, so it yeah. was really difficult for people to watch. I like it, not it was a primetime show originally, and then it was like ten thirty at night, then eleven thirty at night. Often it would really? be on without being advertised at all. Like it, it was given absolutely no love by I networks. Do that? Yeah.
1: Okay. I just remember it being on Mondays for some reason for
0: for a time. It would have been. Yeah. It, it was all over the place, like virtually whatever time slot you could imagine. Um, probably not midday but whatever time slot you could imagine after hours they ran the Sopranos at some point and it would be from week to week it would be different so I don't think it ever really got a massive Australian following from that it was just too hard to follow
1: okay fair enough it still seems like a show that would have its own podcast though don't you think think of the shows that have their own podcast you'd think the Sopranos would have one episode by episode does Real Housewives have its own podcast I would assume it would okay it'd have to wouldn't it if it doesn't there's a market (laughs) tell me about it Getting back Uh, So, the sponge, is it just a failure? Was it worst five bucks I ever spent or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So, I love that Bart's
0: just blown it straight away. Yeah. But five dollars isn't much. Hard to blow, though, is it, really? Not really, no. But, I mean, Lisa Lisa is like, oh, my God, where'd you get five bucks? So, five bucks is a lot of money still. I don't have five
1: bucks. In and out. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is where Lisa finds out about Bart selling his soul and she gives him the lecture.
2: Where'd you get five bucks? I want five bucks. I sold my soul to Millhouse. What? How could you do that? Your soul is the most valuable part of you. You believe in that, Junk? Well, whether or not the soul is physically real, Bart, it's the symbol of everything fine inside us. Poor gullible Lisa. I'll keep my crabby sponges, thanks. Bart, your soul is the only part of you that lasts forever. For five dollars, Millhouse could own you for a zillion years. Well, if you think he got such a good deal, I'll sell you my conscience for $4.50. I'll throw in my sense of decency, too. It's a Bart sales event. Everything about me must go.
0: I do love that she's,
1: like, Bart's line at the end of this is very funny. Poor gullible Lisa. Yeah. Now I'm off with my, you know, magic dinosaurs. The thing is, though, the, the, the dinosaurs, they're physical. They're real. There's something he can believe in. A soul's just mm. a made-up story to him. True. He can't see the soul, but this, this is a sponge in his hand. This, this yeah. is something. This, yeah. this exists. It exists. Proof, prove to me that a soul exists. You can't. But this, I'm holding it in my hand. As a 10-year-old kid, that's why he was like, I'm going to take my sponge. Pretty
0: much just laid down an argument for atheists everywhere in the world. (laughs) Look, there's a fossil. It's right there. I I see the fossil.
1: But they always have an answer for you. Where's your fossil in the book? (laughs) (laughs) And then Bart starts noticing differences. The uh, the doors won't open for it. The dog and the cat. Well, the animals turn first because,
0: as we all know, animals are the first to pick up on it. When Jack Nicholson turns into a werewolf in Wolf, (laughs) it's the dogs that notice before (laughs) anyone else.
1: Well, Jet always knows that you're here before we do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Is that with anger or is it the constant humping of the front door? <laughs> what what gives it away?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's the dog and the cat. It's the uh, the quickie mark doors will not open for him. The way to breathe, no breath, just a lot of different things. Yeah, But then we get my, my favourite moment, as I mentioned there. Sunday to the engines for the, <laughs> with the Windex. <laughs> Just the way that voice echoes and rings yes. out, and it's it's and, it, and it's the fact that he's not helping Bart whatsoever. It. It's not the "Are you okay?" It's the "Sunjay to the entrance with the Windex," <laughs> and the subtle difference "Sunjay to the entrance with the Windex." Yeah, <laughs> perfect. I loved it so much. Oh man, and I also like the idea that we only ever really see a poo at the quickie Mart, but mm. the fact that Sunjay is there, but he's just doing shit that a poo yeah has got the time to do. Yeah, Sunjay's always there as well. You know. So then Moe starts thinking of names for his family restaurant. So come on, I need a name that says friendly all-American cooking.
3: How about Chairman Moe's Magic Walk? I like it. Mm, nah, I want something that says people can have a nice relaxing time. I got it. Madman Moe's Pressure Cooker. I like it. Hey, how about Uncle Moe's Family feedback? I hate it. Oh boy, the deep fry is here. <laughs> I got it used from the navy. You could flash fry a buffalo in 40 seconds. 40 seconds. But I wanted to no. know.
0: Now you mentioned Bubba gum Shrimp before. And that like this this is where I started thinking about it. Like these classic you think of a name for a restaurant and then everything else flows through from that. Yeah. When you went to Bubba Gump Shrimp, like I said, I I'd went in Bali years ago. Um but did they do the thing that whenever someone Ordered a margarita, that would come out and sing a song.
1: I was going to say when he has the million dollar birthday fries, that's what happened to Bubba Gumps. Yeah, but I didn't know what it was that people ordered. But I'd be there, and all of a sudden they're singing the song.
0: Yeah, you hear it like twenty times yeah, throughout yeah. the night, and that's fun for you as a consumer. But imagine how fucking annoying and degrading that would be as the staff member that has to do it
1: day in day Our out. Our barman got annoyed just having to sit there whilst it was happening, not yeah. actually doing it. It's just yeah. like,
0: fuck. Oh. It's going to come to a time where someone's like, "Can I have a martini?" Yes, you can. Yes. But I was about to say, "Shut up."
1: Yeah. I don't think I could handle doing it. I think maybe three times a shift and I'd be that'd be my breaking point. What do yeah. you reckon? Once? <laughs> Halfway through the first. I don't even like the happy birthday song. Uh, just for your family and friends. For anyone. I don't like singing the happy birthday song. <laughs> Such a dull song. It's very boring, isn't it? Yeah. Like
0: later this week I'll be ter- I'll be the birthday boy or girl for the 30th time in yeah, my yeah. life and I'm hoping no songs. Oh there'll be
1: songs. Well, I mean, we're going to the piano bar, so there'll be songs. <laughs> no, that's but, what I'm but I don't want again. that song. <laughs> I'm going to make him sing "Happy Birthday" to you as slow as possible.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, get him to do "Happy Birthday, Mr. President." I'd accept that. What about Happy "Mitchell, birthday. It's Your Birthday"? God bless you this day. Yeah, look, I'll accept that if he wants to do that as well. <laughs> it's a little cliche, but fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then Bart and Lisa are watching "Itchy and Scratchy." We've got the—I'm not sure what's called. You mentioned it before where they drop the penny yeah. on the top, and Bart doesn't find it funny at all. Normally, yeah. he, he knows it's funny. but You he know, can't know what? It's not often that I always it's not often that
0: I laugh at an itchy and scratchy cartoon. Yeah. but the idea that the space needle would just stick in his
1: eye <laughs> and yeah. not crush him it's pretty fucking great. I love the, the Lincoln was screaming as the penny was dropping. <laughs> yeah, but Bart can't laugh at all. He's, he's trying to laugh. Mm. He knows it's funny, but he just can't it's not inside of him. Then Lisa brings up Pablo Neruda. Mm. joke here being that. I'm familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. joke being that most viewers wouldn't, mm. but Bart is. I mean, do you know who it was? Before you I did research, did you know who it was? No, of course I didn't, yeah, yeah. but
0: I don't think Bart actually is either. I think it's he's just playing up to sound to not sound dumb. He doesn't know oh, who Okay,
1: he is. I never thought it like that, but okay, i see how you can. Then Lisa does a test to see if she can make Bart laugh, a classic injuring. Mean, every classic Simpsons episode has to have Homer being injured at some the point. The fact that he gets his neck stuck through, through the stairs. Yeah, yeah. And the dog just keeps biting him. Yeah, and here. <laughs> I, I like to think that at those points they just let Dan improv for like yeah, 30 sure. seconds we- to a minute it's just why is anyone helping me <laughs> it's just a dog just biting him for whatever reason <laughs> but no, and this is where Bart starts really worrying because he just can't laugh we come back from commercial and Bart goes to see Millhouse. he's just become a little shit now hasn't he He's he, he knows he's got the upper hand yeah I mean, he's even sort of essentially playing dictators. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Or who was it? Um, the Ayatollah. The Ayatollah, that's right. That <laughs> wants the soul. There's a couple of moments in this episode, and this is one of them where they mention how important like a white piece of paper is. So, mm. this is the first one where she goes, he's playing at the back of his army toys. Oh, and a white piece of paper out yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> The second one we'll get to is, yes. is a great line from Wise Guy. Yes, that's it. Millhouse pulls a Swifty, like we just said. The insane laugh is amazing. I love the delivery of it. He's just hes just crazy. He's drunk on power. Yes. <laughs> Homer is then watching Mo's commercial.
3: If you like good food, good fun, and a whole lot of crazy crap on the walls, then come on down to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. At Mo's, we serve good old-fashioned home cooking, deep fried to perfection. Now that's mo like it. So bring the whole family—mom, dad, kids—and uh, no old people—they're not covered by our insurance. It's fun, and remember our guarantee: if I'm not smiling when your check comes, your meal's on me. Uncle Mo. Come to Uncle
2: Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good,
1: good, good.
0: Hmm, sounds good. I really enjoyed. That's mo like it.
1: I know, right? He's really bought into the whole thing, yeah. isn't he? He's got a really thought out.
0: Yeah. Also, the jingle off the back of that commercial, like it's good, 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 good. Mm, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I never
1: quite got why they had Mo shaking when he's smiling at the camera because he's holding it for way too is, long. Is that what it's meant to be? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's I what. Like it's you see it happen, trying to do, but it just seems. Yeah, yeah. Often you see it either
0: in Danos Direct when like you've got someone sitting on an ab cruncher trying to smile for the camera. At least they're and doing they, something? <laughs> but they don't get to say a word, and they just have to be smiling yeah, stupidly yeah. for five minutes. I was going to say the other one that where you see it often is in the news because news is live oh, yeah. and not doesn't always throw to a cut where you're yes. expecting it to. So, it's like, I've shuffled my own papers and I'm just going to have to sit here for a while now. <laughs> oh. oh, dear, the red light's still on. I can't shuffle the papers again or they'll suspect that it was just a prop. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
1: Get back to the episode, Marge is tucking Bart into bed, and I just love—I've got it written Danny, What have I got? I've got this is perfect. Marge, just the, so, there's something off about your hug. That's the only thing. It's mm. something only a mother would really notice, you know. Yeah. But it's the line of hmm, it's not nuclear war or swim test anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> that's something you were generally scared of when you're not scared of, but worried about when I was at school was having to do the swimming lesson tests. Mm. I wasn't a very good swimmer, so comp- yeah, yeah. But see, when in my school we were close to the beach, so we'd have to swim in the promenade. Yeah, right. We didn't go to a swimming pool. And there was fucking jellyfish in that water, man. Eastern Beach. Those little red jellyfish. He to, the teacher used to push us in there with them, with the fucking <laughs> red jellyfish. Hated it. Nothing will learn you to swim. No. <laughs> like some, like getting away from red jellyfish. It's just the, the contrast of nuclear war to swim test anxiety—something yeah. that a real ten-year-old would actually be worried about. Yeah, exactly. You know? On equal footing. Yes. It almost feels
2: like you're missing something, something important. Like I don't have a soul. <laughs> oh, honey, you're not a monster. My soul's like a toy that never breaks. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing all the things. <laughs> <laughs> soul, that's all. Bart's soul. just well. Now he's going straight to Hello Operator. Give me number nine. <laughs> no soul, huh? Don't worry. I'm still behind you. <laughs>
1: did you know here that the there was an animation error greg daniels points out in the commentary that uh not greg daniels the director whatever his name is pointed out that the they were meant to be transparent the souls but he mm. forgot to tell the animators and they painted them a light blue color yeah okay which still looks still, okay still works but it just bothered him because he wanted them to be see-through transparent yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it still sells what you're looking for. It's I, only an animator would be bothered by yeah, it, you know.
0: To me, it felt like a more demented version of a Pixar short film. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was like specifically Night and Day. I don't know if you saw that one. With um, they played Day. that before Toy yeah. Story three. But I
1: do. I would have seen it then. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, even though that Night and Day is actually a brilliant thing, kind of about um, racial equality. Yep. Which is fucking stunning. It's a great short, but. But this whole thing—it kind of felt like one of those fables that Pixar would tell over the course of three or four minutes, but with a more twisted, uh, twisted moral to it.
1: How how are Pixar so great? They're just genius in what they do. Well, they've just employed the right people. Yeah, from well, the whole Brad way Bird through, and and, Brad and Bird? yeah, Brad Bird,
0: um, uh, John Lasseter, and uh, like all uh, all guys that have. Um, Unkrich, Lee Unkrich, like they're all guys that foster creativity from within. And yeah. The, the, I think that's the main reason for it. They all love what they do.
1: They treat their work like babies, don't they? Like they're their children.
0: Their product, yeah. yeah. What did I call it? Oh, you said their work. I was their just double checking yeah, that's yeah. what you were... The, I was double checking that's what you said and not workers.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not workers. The Simpsons family then go to visit Uncle Mo's family. I was actually going to mention this before. Uncle Mo's... Is that a good name to have for a family restaurant? Like, uncle, know, like Mo, uncle, uncle, anything Mo. sounds family related. It's also uncle, like the uncle's usually the one that's you also a conno- connotation with the uncle with bad stuff. It, it can be there. It's usually if it's something, it's called uncle whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Like uncle Woody, uncle Woody is it? Woody in oh, Once Were Warriors, uh, uncle Paulie isn't it? In Once Were Warriors, uncle Paulie is it? Who's I thought, who's Woody? I right, anyway, but you know the guy but, I mean though, don't I you? I? Do know the guy that means? Yeah, you mean, yes. <laughs> and
0: he's uncle. Yeah, yeah that. Took a turn. Yes, that's not good it at all. It'd be hard to rescue comedy from this. It is a dark episode
1: after all. Yeah. Uncle Harvey?
0: <laughs> Would that work? <laughs> I
1: guess so. But they go to visit Uncle Mo's and Homer's impressed that, well, he's happy that Mo the knows The guy name. from the ad. Yes. <laughs> he knows my name. <laughs> Marge loves all the crazy shit on the walls. What's the closest, that's what we're going to ask, what's the closest place we have to that in Australia with crazy shit all over the walls? I can't think of any. We used to have Planet Hollywood, which is kind of a similar thing, but not it's all movie memorabilia, at least. Um, so it was crazy shit for the sake of crazy shit. There's know? a
0: place out past Bentley in Melbourne that's yeah. like... I, feel, I think it might be a Hawaiian theme or something like that. Okay. I reckon there's a volcano motif about it. Mm-hmm. Uh it used to be Smorgies down on the pier. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's gone now. Yeah, which was King Neptune based. Um, and Salty the Seal. Salty the Seal. <laughs> uh, it wasn't crazy shit on the walls. I just had the two ro- robots. That's true. It was yeah. more just a centre stage.
0: Um, there's the, there is a chain of Outback restaurants up north... Um, I, I think it might be called Outback Jacks And their real Australiana kind of vibe okay. And of course I mean the most famous one It's a tourist attraction Is the Edmoga pub But that's not a chain It's just See I've,
1: I've heard of it But what actually Is inside of it Oh. Uh, Which is the one That looks like it's Upside down or something Is it called The Upside down pub I don't know The Edamoga pub I think has a
0: car On it On the roof
1: That's crazy crap I guess
0: Yeah I mean there's a <laughs> lot I've never been inside
1: But I assume There's a lot of Crazy stuff <laughs> Okay So he seats the Simpsons family to their table And this is where Rod orders his million dollar birthday fries
2: Million dollar birthday fries Uh oh Mo gets so excited when you order his million
3: dollar birthday fries He just has to celebrate Here you go, here I am Uncle Mo, thank you ma'am This'll be a treat Uncle Mo, here I am, while you eat Please take the fries off my head kid The basket is extremely hot
1: I think it's it's such a Rod thing, like a Rod and Todd thing, to not take the fries off of his head, just sit there and just enjoy. It. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, like he doesn't see it as a bad thing. He's yeah, just like, mm, it's oh, delicious.
0: We didn't give credit before to Rod and Todd thanking the door for opening. By oh, the yes.
1: way, <laughs> <laughs> They they feature quite prominently in this episode,
0: as prominently as they have, as they really when do they're about the ever. story. Yeah. Well, not in the story. Yeah, you know? we when Ralph squirts Mo in the face yes. with a water gun. The look on Chief Wickham's face when I Mo know. is going off at him yeah. is brilliant. Yes, it's like he's the police chief. He's seen everything, yet he's just sitting there, aghast at what's going on. What he to do? Doesn't know how to react. They
1: <laughs> even drew like the lines next to his eyes to yeah. show shock. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Ralph. That's the first time of two that he cries in his episode. But as you, as you explained, when you're ten years old, or he's eight actually, because he's in Lisa's grade. Uh, yeah, I knew I said eight for a reason. Yeah, yeah, and um, yes, an old man, especially the one that looks like Mo, yelling at you. We got your little freak. Is that what he calls him? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but it's it's not, it's funny here you see Mo. He's starting to crack, but he's still trying. He's his still best. trying. He's still trying his best at this point. The Simpsons family make their order. Marge's gonna order like eel or something, which doesn't yeah, realize something it's like eel. That. Bottom, yeah, it's bottom it's dressed feeding suction eel or something. Yeah. What does he actually tell her to, to get? Oh yeah, the chicken necks. I start with the, the best chili. Part, I think the neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, this is when Ralph then squirts him And then we get the prayer This is what sets Bart off hmm. He just can't take it anymore Yeah And this is good As you said This is Smug
0: Lisa so. Smug Lisa so rubbing it in yeah. In a very true to character way
1: Which I like to think Is the reason that she did it at the end Because she felt so bad For doing to yeah. Bart Exactly It's yeah. kind of it, it, This is her
0: way of teaching him a lesson Yes It's yeah, yeah. Making, pushing him over the edge To make him realise That this is important Like yeah. it's She's not doing it Just to torment him She's doing it with purpose And then we get
1: the Homer of the spaghetti.
0: That's a Homer talking to his brain moment that I had forgotten about.
3: Bert, you didn't finish your spaghetti and mobiles. Silence, you fool. It can be ours.
2: Run, boy! Run! Run for your life! Boy!
1: Come out from commercial and Bart has now gone to Milhouse's house. Now, you wanted to discuss this part. Uh, the wise yes, guy.
0: Yes, so, yeah. So, firstly, you get, like, the space come out. It almost looks like something from The Day the Earth Stood Still. Or E.T., or ET, yeah. Like Bart's about to get fucked up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the one you police. call your house. You're in great, great danger. Yeah. The are spraying for potato bugs. It's like when he left. Did, did he happen to be carrying a piece of paper? Oh yeah. You don't forget a thing like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you looked up potato bug? I YouTube no. them. They are fucking horrifying. Oh okay. They are huge, and their faces almost look human-like. A humanoid bug. Look them up. Potato bug. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a video of a guy with it in his hand. Potato bug in hand. Yeah, watch that. That's a very aptly named YouTube video.
0: It almost... It's kind of like a... Like if you were designing an ant to super be ant. a
1: human. It's a super ant.
0: Yeah. It's a real life ant man. It looks like it's got like eight fingered hands. Yeah. Big head. Sorry, I'm just reading the description. I took the time to train it not to bite me by placing it near a plastic bowl in my hand and then removed the bowl. Jerusalem crickets is another name for them. Yeah,
1: Cool. Now, if there was one of them in my house, I wouldn't spray it because those things would fucking fight back. No no spray is killing those things. And they look like they could scheme. Yeah. There's a video where it says
0: uh, potato bug attacking. Kill a potato bug attack. It upsets (laughs) me that one of the related videos says the top 10 most painful animal stings in the world. Yeah. I'm uh, ooh the the killer potato bug attack is in slow motion. Anyway, you continue talking about the episode. I'll wait for they look like a bee that frightens me as yes. well. Yes, like they've got the horizontal stripes.
1: They're scary. I was looking at them about twelve thirty last night. I thought, no, nah, that's it. I'm done. I would spray for these motherfuckers <laughs> as well. <laughs> Cuts back to Mo's, and Mo is really starting to lose his mind because the Million Dollar Birthday Fry song just goes off and off and off. Mm-hmm. He really did. Love pl- the eye twitch. Yes, yeah. He didn't plan well, though. He should have had staff doing it for him. Yeah. Not staff just going, uh oh. <laughs> 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 my favorite part about where he sings it for um for Sherry and Terry isn't the fact that he has to do it again. It's the. It's a deep breath yeah. before he does it. It's the. Compose. Fuck, I hate my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, what, have, but what, have, I, what have I done here? So don't let like this show. Yeah. Still hold it together Then the kid This is you Got the stink lines <laughs> the And everything Got stink lines And everything <laughs> <laughs> Then he doesn't smile When he hands the bill mm-hmm. To Snake And they leave Great delivery from Snake here Yeah like, Shoshana Let's roll Yeah <laughs> You didn't smile We eat for free Then we get the <laughs> Cute little kid Oh, I mean, well, actually, it's just before that. Is it? They look at the um, look at that gut, the vein in that guy's forehead. He's gonna. Oh, blow. yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: I love that Krusty's the one to spot it.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize it was actually a bar as well a served alcohol. Yeah, because they were just sitting out at the bar. Yeah, well, they didn't get rid of that, obviously. Then we get the poor little girl. Yeah, Unky oh, M- Mo, <laughs> my teeth hurt. My teeth hurt. <laughs> I love that they said
0: teeth, not teeth. yeah. <laughs> it reminded me a bit of uh, Happy Gilmore.
1: The, Which one? Oh, my,
0: my fingers hurt. What's that? Well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled yard duty. <laughs>
1: Gross. anyone else's fingers hurt i didn't think so i thought you meant the mr mr oh. <laughs> my teeth hurt oh your teeth hurt your teeth. freaking teeth hurt
0: <laughs>
3: what is it sweetheart
2: my sony is to call my
3: teeth hurt Ah, oh, your teeth hurt, huh? Your teeth hurt? Well, that's too freaking bad. You hear me? I'll tell you where you can put your freaking sody, too.
2: <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, my freaking ears. <gasps> oh, let's
3: go, dear. Well, I expect that type of language at Denny's, but not here. Hey. Oh, oh, come on, folks. Wait, please, come back. Please, I got a new offer. Whenever Uncle Mo threatens you, you get a free steak, fish.
0: <sighs> I love On the Way Out. Um, Ned, I expected that language at Denny's, but not here. Cheap jabber Jenny <laughs> yeah. at Denny's, yeah. Little drive-by.
1: <laughs> Which, apparently, I looked it up, Denny's have been done for racism a lot. Oh, really? Well, it was in, in the early 90s, but there were several cases where African-Americans weren't being served as fast as white people. They were being told to wait to the side whilst they served white people first. Did even really? though they got... Yeah. Is this confirmed? Yes, go on. Because this is the sort of
0: thing we could be sued for just throwing out no, there as
1: facts. Look it up, blatant. Yeah, it was just blatant racism. Now had okay. to bring in a new... They had to like teach their workers to not be so racist.
0: Denny's waitress and manager accused of racism. Customer accuses yes. Yes. Okay, yep. Denny's restaurants to pay fifty four million dollars yeah. in a race bias suit. Yep. Yep. That's a pretty good on the record. We are safe. Yes.
1: <laughs> Bart then starts his journey, which is I've read a take on movie after hours. I'm not aware yeah, of that.
0: Yeah, neither was I, actually. A Martin Scorsese film that I'd yeah. never heard of before. 1995, I guess it's just kind of like in the middle of some of his tentpole greatest movies ever. What so was his
1: films before then?
0: Raging Bull, Taxi okay. Driver. Oh, Taxi Driver, was he? Yeah, okay, cool. and then Casino and Goodfellas came after Early that 90s, era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um So, that's an interesting one. I'm going to have to try and check that out.
1: I'm surprised you've never seen it, particularly since it's Scorsese.
0: Mm. Normally, like even... Home videos and videos that Marty doesn't even know are out in the public domain <laughs> I've watched. So this is uh this is something
1: for me to track down. Then Wiggum is trying to talk some sense into the, the bum, the homeless guy. Hmm. We were <laughs> just trying to steal your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's genuinely trying here to help the guy. He's just letting him waffle on. Mm. Then Bart sees Ralph and Ralph- I love
0: sorry. I loved Wiggum's belt adjustment. He gets out of the car. And it's just a shot through the window. You don't see his head. You don't see his legs. It's just his mid-torso section. And he just gives that little... Uh, Adjust yeah. his belt before he wanders off to go deal with business. Yes,
1: that's it. We also didn't mention the guy cleaning the ground. And he rides over Bart's bike. Yeah, the street. Sweeper, goes down yeah. to the... Um, crashes into the, the third subway. street subway. Yeah, subway. yeah, that's it. Bart then goes to steal Ralph's soul. Mm-hmm. I guess when you say it like that, there's a reason why Ralph's scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a pretty creepy scene. <laughs>
0: And then Wiggum, like, you know, shines the light on him and he's virtually turning. Vampire or something? Yeah, he's basically become Dracula. Yeah. Like that. (laughs) His eyes are like reptilian (laughs) eyes. I wonder if that's from After Hours as well or whether After Hours was just a journey. I'm wondering if it's from that or even Lost Boys or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure. It's certainly something that felt like it was from something. Like, that's that's the expert comments that people tune on the, yes, to this it, podcast for. Yeah. It's something that felt like something. But it's
1: very creepy, though, isn't it? It is. And it's um, all yours. And you're like, yeah, ooh, shit. Yeah, yeah, he's coming for him. Yes. <laughs> then Mo's reflecting on his massive failure. And this is the moment you mentioned before where Homer's like, Mo, Mo, Mo. <laughs> oh, you're think of all the money you spent, huh? Nods. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just, <laughs> take it all get it all out of here
3: you know mo you might want to keep the fire extinguishers nah too many bad memories well look at the bright side mo you still got us (laughs) yeah yeah you know that that actually makes me feel a little better why that was a problem in the first place you were going broke because we were your only customers wasn't that the problem in the first place that you were going broke mo mo hey mo oh you're thinking about all the money you blew aren't you What was it? $50,000? $60,000? Mo? Look, maybe it would help if you went over all the mistakes you made from the beginning. Mo? What? Let me get a pad.
1: Bart then visits Milhouse's grandma. This is a great scene. It is. I don't know if I've ever seen Milhouse's grandmother before, but we should have got more of her. She's fucking hilarious. She is pretty great. But it's it's just Kirk as well is so goddamn yeah. good. I got work in the morning. Like Milhouse, give him back his soul. I got work in the morning. Get out, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort your shit out. <laughs> shut up, shut up. But it's it's the close the door, you're letting the heat out. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but we mentioned we forgot to mention that Milhouse tells Bart that he sold his soul or he yeah. swapped it for elf pogs. For elf pogs.
2: Millhouse, please. Bart, I can't play now. It's 2 a.m. Milhouse, I gotta have my soul back. I'll do anything you want. Uh, well... Uh, Milhouse, give him back his
3: soul. I've got work tomorrow.
2: I'm really sorry. I kind of traded your soul to the guy at the comic book store. But look, I got some cool pogs. Elf pogs.
1: Remember Elf? He's back. In pog form. It's not as funny as I remember it, but for some reason it's really... Like It's really iconic, this scene, yeah. the elf pogs, but it's not
0: that funny. No, elf pogs in and of themselves aren't that funny.
1: Had elf even disappeared by 1997? Was elf still around? Elf was four seasons, I think, from okay. 88 to 92, maybe? Gotcha. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think it was done by that point. But I think this scene was just... You're right. Sorry. Final episode was 1990 for elf. That By the way, that scared me as a kid. My, really? My dad used to have an elf plush yeah, that yeah. he bought just for me, and I was terrified of it, so he would use it and scare me with it. That's awful. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> I was terrified of Elf for years. I'm a, I'm a massive fan
0: of Elf. Oh, yeah, I just, love it now. Just as a side note. I've cards now. on my wall there You the, see
1: Oh, here we go. The best of Elf. <laughs> six, six minutes and 31 oh, seconds. That's <laughs> a complete Elf card set. <laughs> no pogs. I don't have elf pogs I wonder okay. if I don't think elf pogs were actually a thing I'm sure they would have
0: become a thing after this
1: they should have been
0: because I think they mentioned that after this episode um, a lot of kids did start writing down that they like their soul on a bit of paper really because the Simpsons by this point good influence a thing yeah like if they invented something someone would go oh I'll make money off that
1: yeah, so yeah the thing about pogs is they were such a fad weren't they yes Absolutely. I, one that I never really engaged in, but yes. Well, what would be a fad now? So I suppose you have to be a kid to really know, wouldn't you? I don't know. I did Funko, have, Funko
0: pops are kind of a fad. I, I did have a great conversation that showed how out of touch I can be with some things with yeah, yeah. someone uh, the other day where they were playing... Uh, this is a kid who's actually might even be listening to the podcast. Um, so, Bailey, if you're listening, g'day. Um, son of someone that I play cricket with okay. and he's playing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh? Playing Yu-Gi- Yu-Gi-Oh! Playing yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh on his phone. I was like, Ah, Yu-Gi-Oh is making a comeback, huh? He just looks squarely at me. He's like, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh never went away, <laughs> It never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be on my way, Bailey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what was a fad? Those spinner things. Yeah, but even they come back. Because there was Beyblades before. So you're saying that spinners were a comeback for Beyblades? Mm. No, because the spinners are just spun around in your hand. They, they didn't, they oh, you tops. mean the fidget things? Yeah, fidgets. Sorry. Fidget. Far, yeah, 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 fidgets. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were a fad. Yeah, that was silly. <laughs> didn't you didn't you know someone that like invested heavily in them or something? Mm, it Wasn't me. No. Okay. Someone was telling me about it like like 3 months after the rush. Uh, there was some um store owners like I've got to get like 50 you know 50,000 of
1: these and then everyone's like yeah, I don't care about that anymore. He's got 49,997 remaining. Yeah. Put them on top of all the Rubik's cubes that he never sold, <laughs> but is then traumatized because he thinks he's never going to get his soul back. You traded my soul for pugs. So he then races, or he races out, and he, we find out that he's actually slept at the front of the comic book store. wakes up. So oh, this is another thing. Continuity. The comic book guy knows who Bart is. So you're Bart mm. Simpson, eh? Hey? Does he know his name? Surely he knows his name. I bet you there's got to be a moment in the Simpsons in the first seven seasons where they exchange names. Possibly. If you want to go back through it all again just to find that, yeah, feel free. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. But he, the comic book guy, explains that he's already sold the soul. Yes, and so- he can't. Tell them who it was mm. But they were very interested In a little boy's soul I mean Your two thoughts At this moment Are that it's either Lisa or Mr Burns That was I honestly When I first watched it Had no idea Who it was going to be Okay Yeah but Mr Burns would make sense Yeah or... but, then, but, but then the episode Couldn't be wrapped up Because that would be Like another act in itself Him trying to get it Back off Mr Burns No I
0: could have been As quick enough thing. If they want it to come be... Come up with something. Like, yeah, you, it you, could have been you like write that. it in and yeah. out if you wanted to. Yeah. It's better that it's Lisa, but I'm so, but they were the two people that yeah, I was yeah, thinking true. that that's where it could go.
1: Makes sense, definitely. Do, do you remember what was in the uh, cabinet that he wanted Bart to stop banging his head on? Oh, uh,
0: so, well, I assume it's a cartoon of some kind where she's telling someone
1: to commit suicide. A Mary Worth comic where she yeah. encourages someone or advises someone to commit suicide. Bart walks home in the rain and goes to pray to God. As we've learnt in the past, it's the last refuge of a scandal. Yes. What episode was that from? It was... That was Bart gets an F. F. Oh, wow, it's that long ago. Mm-hmm. Season two. Fuck. This show's flying. Mm. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, season two. Oh, I mean we've only been doing it for two and a half. Yeah, true. Say only. It's yeah. been... It's, it, it's a long time. It, it is a long time. But it's also not a long time. <laughs> it isn't, yeah. Uh, he's just... He's at his wit's end. He doesn't know what else to do. He's crying. He's, please, God, please, please help me. And then we get the role reversal from Round Springfield.
2: Well, I hope you can hear this. Lisa, you bought this? With the change in my piggy bank. There's no change in your piggy bank. Not in any of the ones you know about. Oh, please. Thank you. Happy to do it.
0: Really beautiful acting by Nancy on
1: Bart here. During the prayer, the relief, all that sort of stuff. It's very well delivered. I love the way he hugs the soul. Mm. Like it's just a, it's just a piece of paper. Yeah. But he's now. Bought into it, like it yeah. actually means something now. He, he he believes it.
0: And I believe one of our other Twitter followers, I'll try to find who it was, at Six Bit eating the paper during Lisa's speech. There,
1: yes, it's yeah. <laughs> like he's not even listening to Lisa; he just wants yeah. to eat it. So it's part of his body, yeah? exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Lisa mentions the whole nobody's born with a soul; it's something you have to earn through pain and suffering and mm-hmm. whatnot. Then we cut to Bart, and I loved a little touch here: that the pets are now sleeping on bed with him. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful.
2: But you know, Bart, some philosophers believe that nobody is born with a soul, that you have to earn one through suffering and thought and prayer, like you did last night. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. It's like putting on the camera. Stroke, stroke.
1: What else can we say about the episode that we haven't said already? Bart sells his souls. I've just been talking for over an hour, so probably not much. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Um, well, I,
0: I learned that souls are transferable onto... Well, at the very least, paper. I presume you could carve your soul into stone. Uh, possibly you could transpose your soul
1: onto a whiteboard. I learned that I've been wasting my time eating chicken breast when I should have been eating the neck. It's <laughs> the best part. Jabril! The mail is here! Alrighty, Mitch, it is the mailbag. Now, do you want to kick off or end it with the shout-outs? Let's end it with the shout-outs. We'll end it with the shout-outs. Yes. Um, $5 plus patrons, thank you all. We'll jump into
0: a couple of the favourite moments from some of our patrons, shall we?
1: The Facebook Patreon exclusive group. People have to be $2 plus patrons to get access to it. Yes.
0: Now, not only that, if you're in that group, you are in the draw. Well, you're within the chance. You've got to enter into the draw to win some
1: sweet...
0: Bartman, uh, what are these, Converse?
1: Converse All-Star. Converse Special All-Stars. Like, these Chuck are like Chuck Taylor. Brand new, Chuck, never worn. Sorry,
0: Chuck Taylor. These are 100% brand new, but beautiful, a beautiful shoe that I only wish fit me. So, the way you enter into this, we're going to, well, there'll already be a photo up by the time you're reading this, but you need to comment with your shoe size. On the post in the group. We will not give away what the shoe size of their shoes are, but if you are... Of the corresponding shoe size, you will go... Everyone goes into the draw. Corresponding shoe size will win the shoe. Yes. It's the four-finger discount Cinderella contest. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, what do we got from the list? Cinderella Patients. can be a man as well, by the way. Uh, so, Dave Cook, the one you call Millhouse, is gone. Um, it's a great line, isn't it? Laura Lalia. Unky Moe, my soda is too cold. Uh, my teeth hurt. <laughs> Shane Gavin, big fan of uh Reverend Lovejoy, just with his realization of this sounds like
1: rock and or roll. Yeah. I do feel like we crossed or we glanced over the delivery from Hank of the What is it? Sweetheart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Bobby Bain,
0: I'll have it with you, Ralph. I need a soul. Any soul, your soul. <laughs> Dan Eglinton simply says this guy, and has got a poster a photo of the um the guy that Chief Wiggum's talking to. Yep. It's actually a really great still shot. If you have a look at like he's doing John Travolta in yeah. Pulp Fiction, and Wiggum Chief, like, Chief Wiggum the? just standing there, dead still, like, how not gonna, doing a thing. How are we going to sort this guy out? <laughs> yeah, uh, Lozma uh, Loz is a big fan of the stink lines. There's there's a few people that are plumping for Run Boy, run as fast as you can. Small thing. Shannon Ashley, not a favourite moment, but remembers that when this first went to air, they were at a family friend's house and got home just in time to catch the last few minutes and were really confused as to why everyone was doubled up in rowboats. So like okay, they turn yeah. that on and that's the scene they're looking at. They're like, "What the fuck is happening?"
1: Here? <laughs> What's the last five seconds?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it is very much the very end, but it would freak you out. Yeah, yeah. Over to the mailbag.
1: Mailbag. What have we got?
0: Um, we've got this one here from Chris Isles. Subject line: Got in trouble for a Simpsons reference. Oh no! Hey, Dando Mitch. Chris here from Cheltenham, England. So Chris discovered the podcast about a month ago uh, after finding it on the Facebook page and has been sneaking around at work listening with a single earbud in. Basically, I like that. I like the. I would particularly like it if Chris works for the Secret Service, because <laughs> that's the one job where you can have an earbud in listening and to whatever you jet. want. And yeah, it'd let it be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just every now and then you raise your hand up to this, you, like raise your hand up to your mouth when you want to laugh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Going back 16 or 17 years or so, or possibly even longer, BBC TV at 6 o'clock had its daily episode of The Simpsons, which Chris never missed. Yep. Uh, children's TV had long come off the air, uh, and it was sort of the last cartoon on free TV to watch in that like, back then. Yeah, One day, he'd caught an episode where Mr Burns is after Bobo. Uh, his friend Tom had also seen the episode. The same week at school, he started making fun of the teacher, who happened to be the deputy head, so deputy headmaster, as she was uh, out of the room.
1: The assistant principal? Deputy? I yeah, assistant yeah, principal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was, i miss myself. Self, blah, blah, blah. Do this, do that, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> this lasted quite a while, to the point where others who got the reference joined in word for word. However, in a blah, blah, don't moment, uh, an ex-girlfriend of his had snuck off upset, told our form teacher, uh, brought her back to catch us still
1: mid-act. It's kind of like Carl's mom's a big fat bitch. <laughs> it is a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> Carl's mum! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh,
0: uh, but that's go. pretty brilliant, Chris. And I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast, But yeah, Thank you very for much for writing in. Uh, Alex Cato. This is a WWF slash E podcast idea and a My Two Cents story. Mm. I'll be honest, it's the My Two Cents that got my attention, but yes. I'll read out the wrestling for yourself. Okay, yeah, basically, he wants us to do a premium episode about our favourite moments in wrestling, favourite wrestlers, favourite entrance music, and just memories in general. That'd be easy enough. It would be
1: certainly easy enough for you. I mean it'll be a shorter list for me. just the five memories that you can remember.
0: it's it's still really it still really amazes me how many wrestling fans like this show. Like the crossover there is just one of those things that you would never have thought in a million years.
1: Oh yeah,
0: I know, but, you know it's it's the most common thing that comes up. <laughs> you make an offhand reference to wrestling and we'll get twenty people emailing yeah. going, "Fucking wrestling's great. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it.
1: Yeah, we'll do that one day, the Patreon exclusive, just talking about just, I'll bring things up and i bet you it'll rekindle memories. There'll be things. Yeah. I do remember used to uh, like a Suck It and things like that, right? Like DX?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember trying to perfect the four-figure leg lock on my friend- Figure on, four. On his figure four leg lock, <laughs> yeah. whatever, on a trampoline in the backyard. Oh, he nearly broke his leg, didn't you? F- no, he nearly broke mine. Oh. <laughs> I, I was like, I felt that searing burn in my ankle where I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the wrestling became very real Yes,
1: do not try this at home for a reason
0: The My Two Cents story And I will preface this by saying It's a bit of a long one But strap in I haven't read the whole thing through I, Because there's too many paragraphs And I don't do preparation But I feel like this is going to go in a good direction This is a story about a very cheap friend Or I should do this as one of those things actually Like on This American Life Where they're like This is a story submitted by one of our listeners It's read here by the actor Mitch Grinter Maybe? Yes <laughs> This is about a cheap friend, or rather a very cheap former friend uh, at this event. Sorry. Former friend reminds me of Judge Judy. Suing her former friend. Suing her former friend. (laughs) (laughs) As this event totally broke the friendship up, I have no problem outing the guy and his girlfriend because they gave my fiancé and I the worst trip ever. My fiancé and I had a friend named Hayler. He was a pretty cool dude. Hayler and his girlfriend named Rebecca, who was also pretty cool. We went on a double date and thought that it went rather well. A couple weeks later, Rebecca had messaged my fiancé asking about a couple's trip to Niagara Falls. I already said yes because I'd never been to Niagara Falls before. They kept talking and eventually picked up the first weekend of September, which is, sorry, picked the first weekend of September, which is the Labor Day weekend. A couple weeks go by and we start looking at hotels. My fiancé found a couple cheapish ones that were close to the falls and other amusements. We asked Taylor and his girlfriend what they thought of them and they said, oh, we already booked a hotel. We asked where it was so we could look it up. They gave us the link. And it was a pretty rough looking motel. With a two and a half star rating. Oh, I know. We told them that we'd rather book another place, but they counted and said, well, we got a two bedroom room so we can share and split the bill. My, leg- my red flag went up and I said, no way, man. No way, man. Game get over, yourself man. another couple, man. No way am I sharing a room with swingers. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance assured me that they were not swingers and it would be fine.
1: Did they get the joke?
0: I don't know. He doesn't say. I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> the week of the trip. We agreed to buy food beforehand. Rebecca suggested that we make sandwiches. <laughs> it's okay, Tony. I brought tuna fish because I know you don't like peanut butter.
1: <laughs> you know what, have you ever seen Bad Santa? Yeah. Make me some fucking sandwiches. <laughs> Stop making me sandwiches. <laughs> Can I fix you some sandwiches? <laughs> we
0: didn't. We bought Ruffles chips and dip. We got to the hotel and it was even crappier in person. We got to the room to unpack and make a plan for the day. I wanted to go out and explore, but Hala and Rebecca wanted to stay in. So, we said, bye, and left to Clifton Hill, where all the arcades, mini-golf, Ripley's, believe it or not, not, et cetera, are. At around 5.30, we get a message saying, let's meet up for dinner. Now, it was a holiday weekend, so there's lots of tourists and lots of restaurants, and they tend to jack up the prices. So, we suggested to go to the Rainforest Café. The two looked hesitant but agreed. We get seated and the waiter brings the menus. We looked at the menu and we knew what we were going to get. Now the other two were bickering back and forth on how expensive everything is and they cheaped out and got an appetizer and a bowl of rice. We felt awkward because we usually get our own things because, you know, to be honest, we're fat and we love to eat. (laughs) 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 That's so me. (laughs) You said it. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, but I mean, like, I've been there. You look at the thing and you go, fuck it. I don't care. I'm not going to be judged. I refuse to be judged. I will have the two-for-one dessert, even though she doesn't want any. (laughs) Uh, We agreed that we'd get something that they could share because at least, you know, because they shared something. So, like, they kind of felt guilted in having to share a meal. After the dinner, we suggested that we should go do mini-golf. Then they basically said, look... We just got a new apartment and had to pay first and last month's rent, which is 400 bucks, so 800 bucks. And I had to pay my car insurance, so we're strapped for cash. So we can't do the fun things or eat at these expensive restaurants. That's why I said, let's bring sandwiches. Now, I'm not a mean person. I totally understand that those payments first. But if you're the ones that plan the trip, why plan it on a day where you have all of these bills to pay, where you could have told us that so much, uh, you could have told us that you had so much on your plates? I worked 14 days straight to save up for this because I knew it wouldn't be a cheap trip. Anyways, the next morning they said, let's go to this amazing all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. We said, sounds great. We got to the restaurant, and it was a $5 all-you-can-eat buffet breakfast. The food was pretty disgusting. The waiter asked uh, what we would like to drink. I got a chocolate milk. Fiance got an apple juice. The two asked the waiter how much their water was. He said $3 was bottled water um, because Mm. they needed to make money somehow. They told the waiter to come back in five minutes. They bickered again, and the waiter came back, and Rebecca said, yeah, we're going to share a water. I was like <laughs> to which I said what if Hayley gets extremely thirsty <laughs> after breakfast we split off and did our own thing which was playing a giant arcade go mini golfing in the Jurassic Park themed area holy shit that sounds awesome a Jurassic Park mini golf would be fucking insane they went to see the falls later that night they decided to go out for some drinks well I can imagine how this is going to go Rebecca said there was a club she wanted to go to but we looked and it was a $20 cover charge she said uh, and she said, that's fine. We're like, really? You pay a $20 club charge, but you cheap out on a bottle of water. <laughs> I immediately shot down that idea and suggested a karaoke bar, which was free cover, and you got to hear drunk people sing. If you were lucky enough, you might have heard me sing Tenacious D. Fiance had a blast, not sure about the other two. Overall, it was the f- uh, by far the worst couples trip ever, and the first time in Niagara Falls was ruined because I had to cater to a couple of cheapskates really I've got to the end of that and I feel like you've just wanted to out your, out an ex-friend I feel like I've broken up for someone <laughs> on their behalf so. but it was worth it at the end of the day I had a bit of fun reading that uh, he's, he's got another quick one it was Mother's Day his best friend and I went to buy cards for our mums looked at the price of the cards and his eyes widened we sat the card down went over to the birthday cards crossed out birthday wrote happy Mother's Day and, happy Mother's day and saved seventy five. I feel like that is a really appropriate story in the lead up to Valentine's Day
1: I feel like when they wrote this, they named the person and then went, oh, I probably shouldn't name them, but I'm going to fucking shame them. I'm doing it anyway. and I'm doing
0: it in capitals. Okay. That was a
1: marathon. Um, That in itself was a marathon. It was. That one thing.
0: Now, you know, by the time this goes to air, it may be a couple of weeks afterwards, but we kind of glossed, well, not glossed over, it was more just Mm. timing of recordings that we didn't really discuss this. A couple of people have reached out uh, and sent through some links about the fact, uh, the, the sad news that John Marnie, who played the father in Frasier and has played many, many brilliant roles in, in many films, uh, has passed away relatively recently. He Sideshow so, Bob's father. He did play Sideshow Bob's father in the... season yeah, 16-ish, 19 yeah, the f- it's like a funeral episode that he comes back yeah, yeah. to. Um, but I mean, so from all of us at Four Finger Discount, uh, our, our love and respect to the great John Marnie, one of the better sitcom actors, um, I think, ever. He had a really great ability to be funny, like to segue from being funny into genuine and heartfelt back to funny without it ever feeling like it was a
1: change, a, a deliberate change of gears. He seemed like he was 70 years old when Frazier was on. But he would have only been like 40 to 50. One 50s. of those
0: guys that just always just looked, looked old. He looked old, yeah. Steve Martin style. He got white hair very early, yeah. I think. That's what probably
1: uh, came to it. But he's only like 15 years older than Kelsey. Because mm. he lives up at work. Yeah, that's he pretty looks, amazing. He looks so much older. Yeah, he does
0: he got that little diminutive yeah, stature and yeah. he kind of hunches his shoulders a little bit so he doesn't look... played it up, yeah. Yeah, exactly right.
1: Should we do the shout-outs now? We've got some old mailbag. Uh... I'm looking at that clock.
0: Well, I will <laughs> save some mailbag because we've got to record two episodes this week and if yeah. I burn through all of it, we might have nothing for yes. the next one. <laughs> uh, okay, so but, but shout That's because out. I'm going away. Just so we tell people why. Yeah, well, Dando's heading up to Queensland. Yeah. That's all. He's leaving me for a week so we have to do two. Giving you a week off? Uh, yes, and I'll enjoy it because I'll be hungover from my 30th. Yes. Uh, and old. I feel like I'm already getting old. The other day, I had a coffee at 5.30 in the afternoon. I
1: couldn't sleep that night. That's <laughs> never fucking happened to me. Is it kind of, not intimidating, but is it kind of daunting knowing that you won't be in your 20s anymore? Does it feel like that's a big deal? Actually, it's exciting because Ash is 28. So, you I can... you like a
0: lot like an older man. Yeah, I'm going to be like, my wife's in her 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to feel like a little bit of a millionaire. I can say that for
1: 12 days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, it's going to be an enjoyable 12 days. I have about a year and a half of being 30 with a wife in her 20s. Okay, so the patrons, this is a catch-up for the last few months and apologies that it's taken so long. This is the list of new $5 or $8 pledges over the last few months. So, a massive thank you and four-finger discount each and every week is brought to you by... Jack Clark, Alyssa Hickson, Logan B, Brendan Quinn, Christopher Clark, Steph Marnie. I'm not sure if the Clarks are related. I think one has an E, the other doesn't. Keith Nedham, homeboy who's starting up his own bakery called Mm. The Scone Cutters. Jack Clark, by the way, has a great website for us. Great man. Thank you very much, Jack. Adrian Murray, Seth Boyster, Stormy Selengo, Patrick Jennings, Jessica Miller, Scott Wilkes, Lewis Baisley, Anthony Jenkins, Shane Gavin, Nick Carroll, Jacob Meat, Matthew Davis, Jenna Harrington, Jordan Macy Smith, a man known only as Jay, Bailey May who sounds like a cocktail. Karen Aldridge, who sounds like an actress from the 40s. Nicholas Conroy, who sounds like an actor actor from the 90s. I was going to say 90s as well, yeah. Leith Jones. Rosie McJorro, who sounds like the greatest golfing champion that never was. Michael Duffy, who could easily be a boxer. Ben Kane, who probably is. Renato Di Donato, who is surely either a... Race car driver? uh, I was going to say race car driver or tenor. (laughs) John Byron, who... Probably runs a stationary store somewhere. Grant Donalds, who's missing a D from his last name. Will Smith,
1: who may as well be the Will. Our Smith. First celebrity listener.
0: <laughs> Loz Muweki, I want to say that's M-A-W-E-C-K-A. how you pronounce that? And Jack
1: Jira. Jack Jira sounds like a back pocket.
0: Thank you very much. to It, <laughs> it sounds like a back pocket. What? Oh, football. like in football. Yeah, yeah. I, thought you, I thought you meant on your pants. Jira kicks it up oh, to the wing. I'll stick it old. I'll stick it in the old <laughs> Jack Jira. <laughs>
1: thank you once again as Mitch said $5 plus patrons get your name right at the show but the show would not be here without you guys and your support so that's been Bart sells his soul fantastic episode get it and watch it if you haven't in recent times Mitch any final words for the listeners for this week Uh, no just a goodbye from monkey Mitch shh